0: Nobody realized we're the future generation that's to take care of this world. Like we're going to be the new congressman and the, the new president, like it's not, we can't just leave it to other people anymore.
1: Welcome to Escape the Bubble, sharing the heroic stories of West Michigan's youth that often go unheard. I'm your host, AJ Wessendorf, I'm here with our co-host today, Christina Sage, What's up? and our special guest is Cassie. Welcome to the podcast, Cassie.
0: Hi, AJ. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So this podcast comes out of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan. Uh, we're a nonprofit dedicated to opening up relationships, resources, and opportunities for youth, especially those who are often forgotten. We're here with Cassie. Uh, we got in touch first through a summer jobs program in 2017, 18, 2018. Tell me about that, Cass.
0: Ever since I was growing up, like I knew that escape was a thing, and I would look into it because My nephews, they would always come here for school, and I was like, what is this place? So I stopped in, and I talked to Pastor Willie to ask him about any job opportunities, and he had told me about the ESCAPE summer job program, and so when it came time around, I dropped in to do an interview, and AJ was real blunt, and like, (sighs) I was like, yeah, this dude is chill. He was like, this isn't a formal interview, like, just be straight up. It was cool.
1: And who did you work with that first summer?
0: First summer, I worked with Malik. I was on Malik's team. Yeah, that's team right, you are on Malik's team. With Parker and Tiana. What
1: did you guys do? Remember. What were your jobs?
0: First, we would weed out the community gardens here in Holland. So we'd go make them look pretty, make sure they were flawless. And then we would go to the men's mission, and we would help clean, and help prepare their food, and just Go civilize with the men there and have some good conversations that we know that they needed. And we also went to a kids camp. I don't remember the name.
1: South Shore Youth Impact.
0: Yes, that was the most amazing experience ever. Kids of all ages, from ten to kids where they were almost my my age, and like it was really cool just to spend the summer with some kids and learn about God and just do crafts and like have deep conversations. Like just to watch them grow up throughout a summer and how much kids actually change.
1: How are you gonna say it is like the most ex- amazing experience ever, and then never go back?
0: I should. I should sure, sure go a back a couple last year. Okay. You had me set up. I set up for the their thing. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember my first meeting with Cassie in the in the job interview. Girls coming out of eighth grade had some trouble with school and like been in some fights. So I was, I was asking her about like a problem she has had with an authority figure, you know, trying to, trying to screen her for like what kind of problems we might have in the jobs program. And she said, well, this one time I might be telling this wrong. This, this one time uh, I was really upset with this kid. And then I was going to talk to this teach. This teacher was asking me like what was wrong. And I knew like, I want, I just wanted to go off on her, but I knew that if I said what was on my mind, I wouldn't be heard. So I took a second and thought about what I was going to say and talked to her later on and and said it in a way that I knew that I could be heard because what I had to say was important. I was just like...
0: I can't believe you remember that.
1: Oh, it it hit me, man. Like, I was like, this this girl has some maturity that I don't see with most of those interviews. So Cassie's been a special person around Escape ever since that first interview. And she's done two years in the jobs program. Last year, she came up in the education program and got to know our co-host, Christina. So... Um, Christina, why don't you tell us a little bit about when you got to know Cassie and go from there.
2: So I had the privilege of meeting Cassie last February. Yeah. February. And when my first impression of her, I was like, Oh, here we go. (laughs) She walked in and she was like, she just had this walk. Like she was just like eyes down, wasn't giving me eye contact. She kind of like just walked right into the room and I had, we had the intake and then she looked down and she saw that, what was I wearing? You remember? Oh, it was the Princess Converse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. She was like, I, most definitely. She's like, I like your shoes, they're cool. And I was like, all right. And then from Good there, I was like, from there it just was, it was, it was golden. So I had the opportunity to not only work with her in the education program, but I was at I was your team leader this year. So so cool. Quick question: Who was your favorite team leader?
0: Oh yeah, Christina, hands Thank down. Thank
2: you, Malik. It was me. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so I got to meet, I got to hang out with her all summer, and this girl's my rock, man. She is, she just bleeds escape, and every day that I have a hard day at escape, I think of her because she got me through a lot, and she's a student of mine, so to say that is just, you know, that that means a lot right in the heart. Um, But I also got to spend my summer with her in our women's Bible study, and so I got to see her just kind of grow in her faith and dig deeper to knowing God and making him her number one in her life. And so seeing that was just another level of maturity that you don't always see in youth. So tell me about what were some of your favorite things about about learning about God and what were some of the leadership opportunities you took on there?
0: I look forward to Bible study every week. It's always like a safe haven. And like every week I learn something new, like it's always completely something new. We always like have real conversations and ask questions that you can't really ask anybody else without like getting looked sideways at. So like there's a lot of things that I know now that I didn't know then was like not acceptable because you're not just born and like perfect. Like you have to unlearn things in order to like know what's socially right. Uh, what was the other question?
2: What, what were some of the leadership opportunities you took on with our Bible study group? Because they were pretty cool.
0: Christina made me like do a whole Bible study lesson by myself one time. Carolina did help me though, which was amazing. And yeah, that was like a really changing like opportunity. Like I had to like teach and everybody was just like dead quiet.
2: Ah, uh, do you remember what you taught about?
0: Um, I believe it was about the power of forgiveness. Yeah. A hard one. Cause forgiving is hard.
1: Uh, so we might have to back up for a few of our listeners here. We don't even know what the school program is at Escape. So, like, Christina, what do you what do you do? What's your what's your program? What's your role here at Escape? And how did that when you talk about Cassie, how does that connect? Because we need some we need some history.
2: So I'm the education coordinator at Escape. I run the alternative suspension accountability program. So when students get suspended or expelled, they get to spend some time with me and an awesome ASAP team. AJ's not part of that team. I'm just kidding so Cassie, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Cassie, she came in in February and she was one of those students who just spent some time. Um, so they, when they're out of school, we don't want to make, we want to make sure that they're not missing out on schoolwork. We make sure they get, they're, they're treated, Um, fairly by the schools and so we made sure that Cassie was on track with her assignments Um, we worked really hard with communication with her teachers and she was an absolute perfectionist um, with making sure that those assignments were you know turned in 100% if they weren't 100% she tried to make them 100% so we do that with all the kids Uh, we tend to have 15 to 20 kids at a time and Cassie was one of our lucky ones.
1: All that to say we've got a special human in our midst today and uh, we want to just get to hear a little bit of your story and and dig into who you are as a person. Uh, we both respect you a lot and it's been a joy getting to know you. So give us a little background. Um, what was what was growing up like for you?
0: Growing up wasn't easy. I was born in Chicago to my dad and my mom. I had a few older siblings, but they had already had lives on their own. So I was kind of just by myself, kind of going through life and. My dad got deported to Mexico, so we found no use to stay in Chicago when like there's better places that you could live in. So we moved out to Holland and like.
1: What part of Chicago were you in? Um, the south side.
0: South side. Okay. Yeah, I remember I was on my way to school one time and they like started shooting through the gangway. It was like bad, and my mom chose that that wasn't the lifestyle that she wanted.
1: And then you moved to wonderful Holland, Michigan.
0: Which is something else. Yeah. (laughs) At first, I was traumatized. The first night I came, we were on the bus. It was all foggy, like, scary-looking. Like, I was trying to go back home. I started going to school here. I would have to walk to school every day. The, The teachers were really nice to me, though. Like, I remember in, like, first grade, like, not knowing how to read. I was just like, I just can't do this. Like, I just couldn't. But they really, like, changed my mindset and, like, set me on a path for success.
1: How do you like Holland now?
0: Um, it's not the best, but I got a lot of love for it, even though I may not acknowledge it at times.
1: So catch us up then on, like, where are you at now in life?
0: Now I go to Holland High. I'm a sophomore. Um, I'm in all honors classes, so I'm really just trying to stay focused on school and make it to college, make it through college, make sure I'm prepared for life. I have a, I believe I have a significant spot at escape. I try to help out with, like, anything they need need me to help out with, from the summer jobs program to just going to talk to some of the kids to making sure that they're okay, or through the ASAP program.
1: It sounds like you've kind of found yourself, like, moving in a direction towards towards leadership in a couple different ways. Is that a a norm in your family, or will you be, like, the first person in your family to go to college, or...?
0: Um, actually my mom or dad didn't graduate from high school. So it's not really like a normal thing. It's like I just I didn't have role models. I just had people that I knew I didn't want to be like.
1: Wow. Like where does this like leadership piece of you come from? How did you end up moving towards these leadership things in your life?
0: First and foremost, I knew I wasn't gonna be a follower. So I knew that in order to be respected and have a sense of power, like you have to do good things for yourself. If you're not trying to make yourself better on the daily, then you're not really doing anything. Wow. I didn't just wanna sit around and do nothing with my life.
1: So where did you start where did you start moving towards leadership? Like what was the first
0: As uh, soon as we moved out here, my mom had gotten married without not like my knowledge, but like it was just a big step because it was just me and my mom for a while. And after my dad had just got deported, I wasn't really ready for a new life. But with her marrying my stepdad now, I now have two little stepsisters, which are a joy. And gave me something to look after and gave me kind of like a big sister role. And a big sister role is not easy. When you're a big sister, you're kind of like a second mom. So moms just always want to make sure everything are OK, everything's going all right.
1: Are they always a joy?
0: Not always. Okay. They do get on my nerves every day. <laughs> just
2: to touch on that too, um, I've I've witnessed you just be such an anchor in your family, and I think that's just part of your personality. Wherever you go, you're just like an anchor. And I don't know where th- where that channels from, um, if it's just your upbringing or what it what it is, but I think that's just something that I want to highlight about you. Is that I I can't I can't list a number of teens that make sure their sisters are up and ready out the door not missing school Um, make sure that they're here for after school tutoring all of those things like that's that's your responsibility that you take on and you don't have to but you know that if you don't do it it might not get done so that just I just want to commend you for that
1: Guys, we're here with Cassie this is the escape the bubble podcast we'll be back in a minute hey guys if you're out there and you like what you're hearing and you want to be more connected or engaged with what goes on at ESCAPE and be a part of helping empower youth to flourish and overcome barriers, there are a lot of ways to get connected. A good way to start is to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We're at Escape Y F G K, Or you can reach out to me via email at connections at escape-out.org. Or you can drop by our building and see things in action, meet some of the staff and volunteers. We do education, boxing, mentoring, summer jobs, and more. We're always in need of volunteers, donors, prayers, and support of all kinds. Thanks, and let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Escape the Bubble podcast where the stories of young people in our community inspire us and move us towards togetherness, understanding, and a better future for all. We're here with Cassie and our co-host, Christina. Um, You guys met in a pretty interesting scenario, yeah?
2: We did. So part of my program, uh, we take in students who are suspended and expelled. So the first time I met Cassie was at our intake meeting, and she talked to me about... Uh, why she was here what what she did to uh, get suspended so Cassie tell us about what happened
0: um I was selling at school like I needed the money me and my family were going through it and I knew the money would help out a lot so I had started selling and then like word got around and I had made a deal that day and I was skipping class like just like out of it like my, it was my freshman year I was messing up and I got caught up like I'm sitting in the hallway skipping class and then the principal, the the cop, they all just come get me and bring me down to the office. And like my heart sunk like I thought my life was over.
2: And so typically what we have after uh, we have the intake meeting, we normally have the parent call us and talk to us about setting up a meeting, you know, jumping in. And it was quite a different case with Cassie, because Cassie called and set up her intake meeting, and she led the meeting, and you, normally it's me who leads the meetings, but she was asking me questions about the program. She was asking me about what she needs to do to get back into school. So Cassie, talk to me about what you did while you were here uh, in our program. What was your typical day like?
0: I'd hate that I had to wake up early, but like, every day I would wake up like, excited, and ready, like... I knew I would come to school and everybody would be smiling at me.
1: Because you had, like, the longest band ride of everyone, right? You were, like, the first pickup.
0: Yeah, like the last <laughs> drop off. That's horrible. It was so bad. But, like, at first I was really iffy about, like, everything and the people. I thought the people were shady. I thought Christina was fake. Like, I thought everybody was just, like set up to be there, and, like, everybody was faking it.
1: You want to know something for real? I thought Christina was fake the first time I met her, too. <laughs> oh, my God, guys.
0: I was like, dude, like, this is so cliche. Like, why is she here? Listen, I'm just that cool, okay? Yeah, after a while, I learned that. But, like, every day I'd escape, it's something new. Like, you can't really go there and be ready for any of the conversations you would do or, or anything that you would go through on the daily. What were some of the biggest differences from ESCAPE, our school, compared to high school? It's a smaller amount of students, so at ESCAPE, you're kind of forced to interact with everybody. And if you can't get along, then that's, like, you just don't learn anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just so, well, sucks to be you. So, like, you guys have to get along. You guys have to talk to each other. And, like there's like 10 kids in the room. So like, who are you really going to talk to? You have to talk to each other.
2: One of my favorite Cassie quotes was, I asked her at the end of the year, what did you learn this year? And she said, I learned how to talk to adults because you guys were always in our business. <laughs> so that was, that, was, that was a great one. Um, tell me about how you felt about transitioning back into going to, from a small setting, us cool. in your face all the time, and then jumping back into high school
0: life. I was here for about five ish months, and I knew that I would be getting back into school, but I had to do a whole bunch of things like community service. I had to drop clean. I quit smoking. There's a whole bunch of things that yeah, I had to go to counseling. Like they labeled me like I was crazy, but like I had just messed up. So I knew it wasn't that, but they made me go through those things, and like it was coming to near, and I knew the school year was ending. And I was excited that summer was coming, but I was nervous to go back to school and, like, face everybody. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that you were pretty filled with anxiety, especially
2: that day before. Because you, so you had to go nervous. back for final exams. Yeah. So okay. the the day before, she just, like, she just texted me. Like, it was rage texting. Like, just boom, 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 all these text messages. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And that's what a lot of our kids say. They say they don't want to go back. So what did it feel like? walking into the building, going back to high school?
0: Um, As soon as I walked in, like, it felt like I just, like, didn't belong there. Like, you walk in, like, you get, like, a gust of wind and you get chills down your back and you see certain people that you haven't talked to in so many number months and now you're forced to be in a school with them and sit in a room for three hours and take a, a test that means the world to your grade. Like, I was just over it, like, the two days I just didn't want to be there. Like I was ready for summer.
1: So what's the environment been at school since then? Like has it been good or toxic? I don't know. Like a lot of kids, they feel labeled when they when they go back in their school. Um, did you feel that going back?
0: Um, going back to school, I knew that everybody knew, so I was prepared to be faced with some differences. Um, school isn't a perfect environment. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's a it's supposed to be a place that you're comfortable and safe and like excited to learn in, but it's kinda like the opposite. Like you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know who's gonna talk to you, you don't know what the teacher's gonna say to you that day. Like school's not what it used to be or what people used to perceive it to be. It's more of something that It's like a struggle. Like high school is a struggle now because you're not really learning to learn things anymore. You're learning to just like memorize things and get a grade. And teachers aren't really worried about you necessarily doing good. Like you're in their class. They're giving you the work, but they don't care if you do it or not. And I could tell that certain teachers that kind of like praised me before for like my smarts, like kind of like looked down on me and talked down on me and teach me. Like, as if that I'm just, like, a horrible kid.
1: Dang, that's tough.
0: But, like, it was just never that. And, like, they only see what's on the paper. Like, you wasn't there. You don't know what actually happened.
1: How does that make Cassie feel on the inside?
0: It makes me sick when teachers try to judge me. Because, like, you're grown. Like, how are you going to judge me?
1: Straight up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about with, like, other, other peers at school?
0: Um... School has always been weird for me because, like, I knew I was smart, but I knew I had another side to me that, like, you know, it was kind of street. And school would pair me up with all the smart kids. I have to work with all the smart kids. And all the smart kids, like, have, like, the certain stereotype to them. And, like, they're just, like, perfect. And for them knowing that I got expelled and I got to work with them, they kind of treat me like an outcast now instead of, like, one of them. So like, at first it was cool, but now it's like, oh, like, she has to work with us. Like, what if she, like, tries to sell us drugs or something?
1: (laughs) You know, the parents are calling the school about you. you Yeah, of course. But you're here.
0: Just got out of school.
1: Yep. Finished that test today.
0: Yeah. Chem is something else.
1: (sighs) We had a good time working on chem, though. Like, it felt like we bonded.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) like we bonded when we were working on chemistry
0: ah i get it i get it
1: (laughs) come on that's good um but you're out there cassie like you're you're a hero doing big things at school even even just showing up sometimes i know it's a it's a battle to to face all that so um it's a lot of things i think a lot of parents and teachers don't understand that a lot of the baggage that students are coming to school with so you're doing it you're getting things done we're proud of you and um you you facing that and And living into your best self and thriving out there—that's a big deal. And you're not—you're not forgotten. That doesn't go unseen. We see you out here. Proud of you.
0: I really appreciate that. We'll be
1: back soon on Escape the Bubble podcast. Alright so let's be honest We don't have any sponsors On the Escape the Bubble podcast Yet So we just get to pick places we like And talk about why we like them So we like Russ's Cassie and I went to Russ's With a couple other kids from Escape Man we had to, had to break it down About doing a chapel at a local high school And they gave us a space to do it uh, We had, some, had an appetizer plate The Big Dutchman Good milkshakes, good coconut cream pie Over there So shout out to Russ's family dining, serving homemade goodness in West Michigan for over 85 years with 12 locations to serve you all the way from Holland to Grand Rapids and everywhere in between. Get yourself out to Russ's, get a nice bite to eat. It's the spot. And once upon a time, they did give Escape some gift cards for our like employee of the week awards in the summer program. So got to give a shout out. Appreciate the love. Our neighbors right up the road here on Lincoln Avenue. You guys are good. Russ's Restaurants. So if you or your business would like to become a sponsor of the Escape the Bubble podcast, be one of the first. You help young people's stories that otherwise might be forgotten get to be put on the podcast uh, for our community to come together and know each other more. Um, Hit us up, connections at escape-out.org. We'd love to hear from you and throw an ad on the next episode for you. And that's enough talking, so Let's get back to the show. And we're back for more on the Escape the Bubble podcast. We're sharing the stories of West Michigan's youth that often go unheard. This podcast comes out of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan, a nonprofit dedicated to opening up relationships, resources, opportunities for youth like Cassie who might otherwise be forgotten. Um Cassie, let's loosen up a little bit. You've been around Escape for like more than a year, year and a half now. Tell us one of those like funny stories that you got for us of just like the weird things that happened to escape.
0: One of the funniest stories that I can recall is when AJ announced to us and passed out the golfing forms. (laughs) We all looked at him like he was crazy. Like why would any of us want to go golfing? So the whole week we were talking about it. We were talking about the golfing thing and how nobody wanted to do it and how it was so lame. And then it got canceled, and everybody went crazy and started talking about how we actually wanted to go golfing, and nobody had been golfing before, and that it'd be like a new learning experience. So we like finally went golfing. And it was
1: like April in Michigan, which isn't like,
0: it was like it's hit or miss cold. if you want to go
1: outside at that point or not, right?
0: It's like cold, rainy, misty. It's like at the crack of dawn. He got us out there at 8 a.m. going golfing. We're like, whoa, this is weird. And then they wouldn't let us go on the golf cart, so we all got mad instantly.
1: That's, like, the only question I got. Are they going to let us drive the golf carts? <laughs> They're like, no, man, like, you're 14.
0: None of us knew how to golf. Christina didn't know how to golf. AJ didn't know how to golf. I was like, dude, like, how do you hold this stick thing? And, like, they literally had to teach us, like, from the basics how to hold the stick, where to hit the ball. I didn't even know there was different golf clubs for different, different grass. Like, I was so confused. Now I think it's like actually a really cool thing. Like I think it's like a stress relieving thing that's really simple, but it's something that's complex because it's not something that you could just like add up and know you're going to get the answer to.
1: True. Shout out to First Tee of West Michigan for taking the taking the youths out to, to golf, spring, summer, fall. It's a good time. I've seen a lot of missed golf balls in my day, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good videos that, that I can look back on. It's completely whipping. <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, Cass, you've got you've had plenty of things go on in your life that you've had to overcome, had to get over. Um, you know, moving, um, coming to a new city, um, taking on new family members, going, you know, getting kicked out of school, getting back into school working your first job, all these relationships. Tell us a story about one of those things that, that you've had to overcome in your life.
0: One of the biggest things I've had to overcome was the the war on drugs. Like as a kid growing up in Chicago especially, like you're kind of around it. You're exposed to it. Like you know what it is. Family members do it. Family members die from overdose like on the daily. So it was a big thing that I was exposed to. And as a young kid, like maybe like eight, nine years old, I had started smoking because just like everybody else was doing it. But it's, everybody say it's not a gateway drug, but honestly, I think it is. Because like once you start smoking, they say you can't get addicted, but like you can. I would, I would smoke all the time just because I just didn't want to feel anything. Like I would be going through so many different things that I just wanted to be numb and just not think about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As compared to my life, where I grew up and never held a joint in my hand, I was just too busy playing sports. Like I had other outlets and stuff. But if you grow up in my shoes, like you don't, under, I didn't understand that struggle. I don't understand that reality. And then people who are smoking are like bad kids because it's like they're choosing to be bad, but that's not necessarily the case. Like it's what you grew up around, right? It's a coping mechanism. It's how you it's how you learn. But then, some point in life, you've figured out a way out of it. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, like, I used to be, like, I was low-key mad addicted. Like, every day I would just go home after after school and just, like, smoke. But after I got expelled, I knew that's, like, that's not what I wanted and that I knew it was bad for me. And the school was like, oh, we're going to drop you. And I was like, what? Come again? And they were like, we're giving you a month to get clean. So I was drinking water. I'd come to escape with my gallons of water. I was drinking cranberry juice trying to get clean. And it was such a struggle, and I knew that that was something that I just didn't want to go through again. And, like, the withdrawals are, like, bad. Like, they say you don't get withdrawals, but, like, you do.
1: What does that feel like?
0: One of my major withdrawals was just, like, anxiety in, like, public places. Like, school or, like, just, like, the store. Like, you look around you, and, like, you start trying to picture everybody else's thoughts, and if they're thinking about you, if they think you're crazy and, like. Like you start thinking about everything like the exact opposite of what you were trying to do from the beginning
1: and then how did you how did you get from there to where you are now?
0: I got expelled and I just went through a whole bunch of different things that just kind of opened my eyes and like I was just dropping money on it like it was nothing. And I was like, I could be doing something way better with this money like like classmates of mine were buying bitcoins and Um, buying bonds from the government, like, trying to make their money last, and just doing outrageous things that, as a kid, that, like, I didn't know you could do. Like, I didn't know you could open a bank account. Like, I thought that was just something the old white people did. And, like, I opened my first bank account this last summer, and, like, I was getting somewhere. Like, I knew it was a big step.
1: You, as part of your conditions, I know you had to do, like, drug counseling. How did you feel about that at the beginning? How did that end up going? Do you feel like it was helpful?
0: At first, I was like, no, like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not going to counseling. Like, that's dead. But, like.
1: (laughs) I think I remember that (laughs) conversation. (laughs) You were, like, not feeling that.
0: (laughs) Like, I thought it was the most craziest thing in the world. Like, they actually, I thought that, like, they were sending me to some type of rehab. But, like, it wasn't even that. Like, when I first went there, they had me do, I think it was, like, a drug a drug something like it was just a whole like 50 questions about this and about that and have you ever skipped a meal to go smoke and just like all types of things that I thought was like 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 rat out a family member to get money so you could smoke just all types of things that was like like actually happened but just like not for me like it just wasn't that but my counselor I don't remember her name but she was so sweet and so young and like It seemed like she actually, like, tried to understand stuff. Like, she took, like, layers off of what I was going through. Like, we went back all the way until I was as young as I could remember and started processing through different, like, tragic events and trying to figure out why I felt the way I felt and how it wasn't my fault and how I just grew up, just, like, how it changes everything. Like, I felt a lot better every week. I'd be prepared knowing what I was going to say, what I wanted to talk about how I wanted to express myself. She gave me a lot of different um, options for different coping mechanisms, which really helped.
1: And now, at this point, how long have you been clean for?
0: Um, since it was, like, I got clean, like, as soon as I had the meeting with the Mr. Davis and all that. So it was, like, February then? Yeah.
1: So you're sitting on, like, nine months clean.
0: Yeah. You Dang.
1: Still, you still feel like you want to go back sometimes, or...?
0: Um, sometimes I'd be like, dang, I need a butt, but like <laughs> I'd be thinking about it I' like ill like that's nasty, like why am I smoking like like some grass,
1: some of that anxiety and stuff that you felt like that you smoked for, like you found other ways to to work through that, or like what's your what's your replacement I guess
0: um my top replacement right now is school, like school just keeps me busy till like ten p m like there's always something that you can do, but my mentor for my birthday, she got me like a coloring set, like one of those like stress relieving. It was a God-based coloring book too, and she bought me new coloring pencils and just was like, "Here, like color, like just chill out." She was like, "You have to take it back to kindergarten to know what life is really about."
1: It's real. You you mentioned there's a uh, couple things about God in here. Christina's talked about the Bible study a little bit. Um, what's your relationship with God like?
0: Um, right now it's not the best, but every day I try to pray and try to talk to him because, like, without God, you can't really do anything. Like, at first, when I was younger, like, I thought I was the stuff. I, like, could go untouched, but then, like, my life started slowly falling apart, and I was like, ah, this ain't it. So when we first moved out here, I, like, didn't go to a church, didn't know what anything was, Barely do what different religions were. But then one of my friends had invited me to, like, her Sunday school type thing. And they were like, everybody close your eyes and, like, raise your hand if this is, like, your first time, like, have an interaction with God. And they, like, sat me down and just, like, explained everything with me. Like, they dropped everything else just to have, like, a conversation with me. They preached on you preach, Johnny, huh? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> whoa. But as I got older, like, I started talking to God on the daily, like, when I would get picked up in the skate van for school the whole morning, I would just stare out the window and just pray for a good day and praise God for all the things that he has done for me and all the things that I know I'm going to need continuing in life.
1: That's real. God's See, real. So we're going to wrap up here pretty quick, but you know, one of the things about this podcast, I want to give you guys a chance to, to raise your voice and be heard. So, so what's something you want to say to young people out there Uh, people around your age, your generation, uh, what do you want them to hear?
0: Um, I think that young people shouldn't listen to what everybody else has to say because everybody else isn't you. Like, just because they have experience doesn't necessarily mean it's a good experience. Everybody has their own battles, and I think young people need to step up the plate. Like, our world's slowly dying, and, like, Nobody's doing anything about it. Like, you want to skip class and go party and stay up all night. But, like, nobody realized we're the future generation that's to take care of this world. Like, we're going to be the new congressman and the, the new president. Like, it's not, we can't just leave it to other people anymore.
1: What about adults? What's something you got to say to uh, adults out there?
0: I think most adults were taught life in a certain way. So when you're set on certain things, it's hard to, like, change your mind. And I think some adults just, like, need to stop listening to talk back and listen to understand. Because, like, understanding and listening is two different completely things. Like, you could be listening but not understand. And you could understand, but you don't have to really be listening. You know?
1: Listen up. Cassie's. Cassie's got some wisdom for us today. Lastly, I just want to give you a chance. I know there's been a lot of people in your life who have who've helped you along or been role models for you. So um, who have been some of those people, and, and tell me about who they are.
0: My first shout-out would be Christina and Espy. They, like, especially when I was going here at Escape, like, some of my teachers would to email me back. On They wouldn't send me my tests, wouldn't give me my homework, and I was just getting zeros. They were just putting in zeros for me. I'm like, dude, like, you're not even cooperating wasn't with me. Having that. Like like hello that's my grade like you can't just put in zeros like I'm still here. And so they helped me channel that anger into something different and be able to like work on my studies and before school they like they bought all my school supplies like all my binders all my pencils so that I could be successful. They started off my school year right.
1: That's a big deal. Anyone else you want to shout out to?
0: Um Malik, he really kept it real with me, even though at times I wanted to, like, knock him in the head. But every day he'd always have a life lesson for me. Like, I'd come in the van, talking about, oh, this and oh, that, and I can't do this anymore. He'd be like, Cassie, like, look at where you're at. Like, look at what you're doing. Like, look at the head you got on your shoulders. Like, you know what you're doing. Like, why are you stressing? And, like, he would tell me what it is and what it wasn't. Like, he would tell me to stop talking to certain people and, I didn't listen, but in the end they ended up being bad for me and still going through it. He kept it real. Um AJ, I remember I remember he pulled me out of class one time. And I was like like what is this? Like it was my first week and he said that he would do like weekly student check-ins and I was like I'm just a student here like why are you talking to me? And then it was supposed to take like 15 minutes and we ended up taking like 45 minutes and he just sat down and talked to me about how, like, he actually cares. and just, like, he just sat there and, like, listened to what I had to say. It was great. AJ is, like, the most easiest person to talk to.
1: Man, gets me right here. Ditto, though. It's pretty easy talking to Cassie.
0: I think that's about it.
1: All right. Guys, it's been a joy talking to Cassie, if you can't tell. She's a wonderful human being. She's going to brighten this world up one step at a time. Um, This has been the Escape the Bubble podcast. We're helping to open up the world a little bit, gain some understanding. I think we all got a little bit to learn around here, don't we?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Shortly after recording this episode, Cassie shared her abbreviated story in front of 800 students at a local high school. Literally incredible. She was nervous as ever, but spoke powerfully and honestly. I'm struck by her bravery to enter into new environments and to try new things, whether it's golf or mentoring or therapeutic coloring, new city, new lifestyle, all that. Her questions are honest, her sass is at a high level, and she's that friend who will call you out if you're not living right. She is truly an anchor for people. Like Christina said, my life is better for knowing Cassie. In her story, I see a thousand ways of her trying to make it from every day to her own life goals to changing the whole world. I wonder where her passions will land. I wonder if Cassie will get to go to college, if our society's resources are good enough for that, because she would go toe to toe with most professors. But I know that even if she doesn't go to college or make six figures, she adds value to the world in a big way. She's truly one of a kind. I wonder how our schools and churches and systems can better, as Cassie says, listen to understand. So the kids like Cassie aren't labeled as bad kids for talking like they're from Chicago. And that a 15 year old's only option isn't selling weed at school to make ends meet when a parent goes to jail. But if we aren't connected, we never know. We rarely learn and we hardly grow is a hero. I'm glad you got to listen in to hear that. This has been Escape the Bubble Podcast, where the stories of young people in our community inspire us and move us towards togetherness, understanding, and a better future for all. Escape the Bubble Podcast is property of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan. All music in this episode was created by Flu God and was used with permission. This has been Escape the Bubble Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Westendorf.
0: Christina Sage. And Cassie.
1: Yeah, we've been out here for you. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back soon with another episode. Have a great day.